do you go about reaching um, people who are different than you? You have to be a leader who's willing to take risks. What, yeah. What's behind that call? What's behind that excitement? Hi, I'm Craig Barnes. Welcome to another edition of Conversations. Today we're speaking to Dr. Lisa Bowens, a New Testament professor here at Princeton Seminary. Interestingly, Lisa is joining a missional theologian and a professor of evangelism and teaching a seminar on church planting and revitalization. Now, that's intriguing to me. Why is a New Testament professor teaching a course on church planting? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I think um, one of the main reasons why I have decided to join the teaching team with Dr. Guder and Dr. Osmer is because I believe that one of the important ways of reading scripture is through a missional hermeneutics lens. And um, that lens involves looking at scripture through the missio day, that God is on a mission in the world and that we as believers are called to participate in what God is doing in the world. And so really my being a part of this class is really a great fit for the way I read scripture and believing that God has called us to be communities of faith in which we welcome um, people from all different nationalities and groups and in which we declare the gospel in a way in which it is real on the ground and that we equip our students to be um, believers and leaders in this changing demographic that we see in the country today. So are students in the seminar working out a specific New Testament text? And if so, what, what, what are they learning? So last year when we taught the course, we read a wonderful book by Michael Gorman called Becoming the Gospel, in which he um, talks about how to read the New Testament through a missional hermeneutics lens. And we looked at a variety of texts, from Galatians to Romans to 1 Corinthians, and looked at those texts in terms of, if we read these texts missionally, what is scripture calling us to do and be in the world? So we did that the second semester. We read that particular monograph the second semester. In the first semester, we looked at um, discipleship in the Gospel of Mark. And we talked about how when we plant churches or when we go into churches and revitalize con congregations, how important it is to have discipleship groups um, in your congregations in which people can grow, in which people can be mentored, and in which people can feel like they belong to a community of faith that really cares about them. And so one of the ways we did that was look at discipleship in the Gospel of Mark. And we talked about how um, Jesus often in the Gospel of Mark explodes boundaries. And that in order to be uh, leaders of churches, even in revitalization, you have to be a leader who's willing to take risks and be a leader who's willing to um, explode the boundaries that often society puts upon us as believers. So it, was, it made for a really interesting and rich conversation in class. I'm sure. Now, in addition to working through these theological and biblical themes, uh, there's also some just pragmatic um, sharing of insights and ideas such as fundraising and that sort of thing. Is that right? Yes, very much so. And so 
One of the things we also did in the course, which worked really well, students really enjoyed it and learned a lot from it. Um, students wrote case studies. And in this, and how they did that is they went out, interviewed pastors who had planted churches or who were either in the process of revitalizing a congregation. And they wrote up a case study and presented it to the class. And one of the things that was very interesting about these case studies is that they would write a particular situation in which the pastor found himself or herself. They would present the case to the class. And then the class would analyze the situation and talk about what could the pastor do in this situation? What should he or she do um, to solve this problem in the congregation? And so the class would break up into groups and they'd analyze the case. And then they would come back and discuss in a plenary session the different ideas they came up with about how the pastor should approach this particular um, situation or concern. Right. And then once they shared their answer, the person who wrote the case, the student who actually wrote the case, would come back and actually say what happened. What, happen? <laughs> what actually happened. And that made for a really good conversation. And it also allowed the students to think about the different types of issues that you just mentioned, like fundraising, um, organizational issues, um, as well as congregational dynamics. So it gave them really like kind of on-ground experience about different issues they may not have thought about otherwise if they did not have the case. And in a couple of instances, we actually Skyped in the pastors. Oh, And they right, actually, right. yes, they actually right. um, talked about what happened and how they handled it. And it, was, it made for a great, great experience for the students, and I would say for the professors as well. Good. Yeah. Dr. Bones, we've, we've been planting churches for 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. What is unique about trying to do that in the 21st century? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I think one of the things that's unique about it is that the changing demographics of uh, society really imposes upon our students, I think, skills that they may not have needed in the past in such a way that they need them now. The ability to be able to um, as some people say, get out of their comfort zone and really right. be able to reach people who are different than them, maybe different from them ethnically um, and maybe even different from them in what they believe theologically. How do you go about reaching um, people who are different than you? And so I think that's one of the um, major challenges, but also opportunities that our students have in um, declaring the gospel to, right. to, to different people. Church planting um, is risky. I mean, yes. it, uh, it, a lot of the su support structures that um, most pastors have in established churches aren't there. Mm -hmm. um, it's very entrepreneurial, like all entrepreneurial things, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Why are students drawn to planting churches? Yeah, I think, um, I would have to say one of the things, let me back up for just one second. This class became, came out of student initiation. Ah. Students wanted classes on church planting and revitalization. So um, a lot of our students came having experience in church planting and revitalization, and some they didn't have experience, but they felt like God had called them to do that. And, um, but why? I mean, what, 
What, yeah. What's behind that call? What's behind that excitement? Why come and ask the professors, why don't we have classes on church planting? Yeah, I, I really think um, students feel the call of God to do this. And they want to be equipped to do it and to do it right. So they want to be able to go out. They feel like this is what God has called them to do, but they know they need to be equipped for the call. And so having courses in this allows them to go out better prepared right. um, to do what they believe God has called them to do. One of the things that came out of um, our course last year that students really resonated with is the idea that teams are important when you plan a church. <laughs> and there were some students who were kind of shocked about that, but then as we talked more about it, they were like, yes, this really makes a lot of sense. Um, so Instead of just being the Lone Ranger out there. Instead of being the Lone Ranger out there by yourself, it's very important to have teams, and we heard that repeatedly from pastors um, that we talked with and pastors that students interviewed for their case studies, how important teams are because as a pastor, you don't have the total skill set. So it's important to surround yourself with people who may have skills that you may not have. Right. And so it's great to have a team to work with so you won't be a lone ranger, so to speak. Yeah. My guess is if um, you ask people around the country what Princeton Seminary is known for, church planting wouldn't be the first <laughs> thing that they would come up with. Right. But I know there's a tremendous amount of passion on the part of our students for this. Mm -hmm. When I eat with them in the cafeteria, I, I'm surprised at how many times I run into someone who's planning on planting a church mm -hmm. when she or he leaves here. And I know it's a passion of Dr. Guter and Dr. Osmer and, and, and yours. And uh, tell me about some of your dreams for what's going to happen here with church planting and revitalization. Well, one of the things I hope to happen, and I've already seen it happen with the cohort that we had last year, was the, um, the building of relationships. These students who are taking um, this class, it's a year-long class, so they really build relationships with each other, which I think is important when you go out into the field and plant or revitalize. You need a cohort group to be with you, to walk that journey with you. Um, someone you can call upon to ask for advice um, or just to pray with. And so that's one of the things that, I've see, that I see um, happening with this group, and um, which I hope will continue with the class, that the students will really um, bond with each other and find um, comrades for the journey, so to speak. And I would also say, I think um, we are a great place for students to be equipped to be church planters and church revitalization revitalizers because what we do so well is that we blend the academic and the theology here at PTS. And I think both of those, the love of God, the love of the academy, the love of scholarship, it's a great blend for students when they are um, endeavoring upon this type of field. So my hope is <laughs> that our students will be um, enriched both theologically, both relationally, and um, academically 
when they uh, take this class. And is there hope of building this into something larger, perhaps a, a center or something of that, that nature? Yes, that is another great hope that we have. <laughs> this summer, we were able to convene a um, consultation with church planters and church revitalizers from around the country. Um, and that was a phenomenal conference where we just really um, sat and talked with people who have been doing this for quite some time to get their ideas, to get their feedback, to get their advice. If we have a center here at PTS, um, how do you see us fitting into the church planting world? And how do you see us being a leader in it? What can we do to help people around the country and really around the world who are interested in planting churches and revitalizing? What do you see this center offering? And um, it was a great conference. We received a lot of feedback, a lot of advice, a lot of suggestions. And um, we are moving forward with that by the grace of God. Yes. Well, blessings on that great dream. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Bowens. Thank you. We'll look forward to seeing you again next time for another edition of Conversations. <laughs>